Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. You're listening to a new Living and Breathing Technology podcast. You're about to join Amina Agarwal as she captures and shares unedited stories of tech professionals as they reflect on the past, foresee the future, and discuss what they would like to change for a better tomorrow. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. everyone, welcome to Living and Breathing Technology Podcast, where we talk about different aspects of life, a life that is away from technology. I'm your host, Amina Agarwal, and today I talk to Annapurna Kaur, who is a talented cybersecurity professional known for her deep technical expertise in the cloud industry. Her passion for promoting and supporting women in technology is indispensable. She has won numerous awards like Reseller ICT Award in 2019 and very recently won an award for DevSec Women in Security for Consultant category. She has helped many women like myself to navigate their paths in security and I'm very excited to have her on the show. Well, some of many things that many of us don't know about her is that she is a super mom, a beautiful wife and is a great dancer. Every time I speak to her, I get one bit more wiser and hope you do too. Welcome, Anu. Let's start the show with getting to know more about you and your journey into tech in your own words. Hi, everyone. Kia ora, namaste. Uh, first of all, that was a great introduction to Amina. Oh my God, it sounds amazing. Um, and Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be a guest on your show. And I'm such a big fan of you lately. And I'm really, really blown away by how much you progressed in your life. Since I first met you, you're doing really, really well. And I see you're going really far in your career, in your life and succeeding well. Well done. Congratulations for this podcast. I'm sure it's going to go great. Thank you. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God. I have known you for a few years now, and I've seen your progression. It is amazing. You are driven. You are focused. And that's what I'm looking for in women, in tech. And you are a great, fine example of that. So awesome. Yeah. Right. So I think you've already spoken quite a lot about me, but uh, I'll give you my formal introduction. So my name is Anu, Anu Kao, and I have been in the tech industry for almost 20 years now. Uh, my area of expertise is security, and I've been doing that for a very, very long time. Um, other than that, I'm a mom of two beautiful girls. My older one is a 14-year-old girl, and she keeps me busy. So right before this podcast, <laughs> she asked me, Mom, make sure you order pizzas before you go on this two-hour uh, meeting. So I was like, all right, darling. <laughs> so so I, uh, yeah, yeah, I organized everything for them, and I put a note outside my door. Do not disturb meeting in progress. <laughs> and they do the same when they are busy with their work. So yeah, I have a mom, a busy one, a full-time worker um, in cybersecurity, and of course, um, wife as well. 
let me take you back to where you come from so if you could tell our listeners your journey as to where you started from being a student to being a uh, you know going to college and now here in tech so we would like to hear your story uh, from where you started in india absolutely it is a very interesting story um and what i really want to convey with this story is that we all have ups and downs in our lives and the key is not to stop just because you're going through a down phase in life and that's what i'm going to talk about uh so uh, i was born and brought up in a small city in india which is called jammu and i come from a family of people um who are highly educated like scientists and doctors oh. um engineers and like you know i start i i grew up with uh, these really educated people and right then i knew that i had to do something bigger as well so i knew it that i didn't want to be a doctor because i just wasn't good enough in uh, you know science and uh, biology especially so i i took uh, maths and i was lucky enough i got a i got an opportunity to do a computer engineering so i did computer engineering and everything was going as expected life was good i had a plan that okay this will complete i have an internship offer uh, which was software development so the plan was never to get in security <laughs> it oh. was about software development yes like yes always. yeah yeah so i i was like all right i'm completing engineering i've got internship and i will be a software developer and my life is sorted however <laughs> life had different plans for me and um unfortunately this happened when um september 9 11 happened and because of that there was a big eco- economic recession and the company started shutting down in us which had a big impact in india as well and i got an email from the company saying that my internship has been cancelled because the project has uh, you know has been cancelled and i was like oh my god is that happening for real and that was my only plan i had no plan b and as soon as i heard that i was shattered like my dreams were shattered and i was like oh my god what am i going to do now and it became a very tough time for people in it then because there were no jobs so i i was not even entertained by any company because i was a fresher with zero experience and there were proper layoffs happening in the country in fact all across the world because of this recession so it was a very challenging time for me um, and that was the first time i realized in my life that okay we need a plan b in life um, and we should always be prepared for that so what happened after that um during that time you know bpo industry uh, like call centers etc uh, they started booming in india you know and there were a lot of companies that started opening their back office operations in india so because i couldn't find a job 
for um, you know computer engineer for computer engineering or like you know software development. I thought I have to start from somewhere. Let's start with the BPO first um, as a technical support specialist, and then see what I can do. And the other thing uh, that I was uh, thinking of is my dad has already spent a lot of money in educating me. I didn't want to borrow any more money for him, from him to do something, you know, other than um, my engineering. So I had thought in my mind, whatever I'm going to do next, it's going to be with my own money. I'm not borrowing from anyone. And I was like, let's get started. So I luckily found a job where I worked as a tech support uh, engineer uh, for a leading American um, company. And I got that job and I worked really hard and I worked there for a year. I saved uh, money and I started looking what next, because this is not this was not my goal. This was just an intermediate step for me to get to the next level. So I, uh, and networking, computer networking was growing at that time. I'm talking about like early 2000s and there was a shortage of skill and I started investigating and I found that, oh, there's a big market out there for uh, networking. So I thought, I had started computer networking in my uh, engineering as well. So I thought it's all right. If I can't be a developer, that's okay. Who cares? Like I can be, I can be doing computer networking and I was interested in it. And I enrolled myself with my own money that I had saved from uh, working in this BPO for a year. And I enrolled myself for, for a CCNA um, course. If you, I don't know if you know, but CCNA stands yes. for um, computers. Uh, what is it? Computer Net, uh, sorry, it's Cisco Certified Network mm -hmm. Administrator. That was a long time ago. So yeah, I saved my money and I enrolled myself for that course. And um, I completed the course and I got certified. It, it was a really hard one, uh, especially because I didn't have experience in networking, but it that course gave me the confidence and the skill set uh, to understand the basics and to get my hands dirty on uh, routers and switches and networking devices. So yeah, I completed that, and as soon as I did Ooh. it, yes, yeah, I got a job and with uh, another multinational company and. Um, I worked there as a tech engineer, which if you remember, it's uh, a technical assistance. Um, I was there as a, uh, I started as an engineer. I used to help customers uh, with their security related problems. Yep. And this was for a leading uh, vendor, which is still in market uh, leading uh, networking uh, vendor. So I was really lucky I got that job and they put me, they chose to put me in the security division, not in routing and switching. And at that time, I thought, all right, so I'm talking about year 2002-ish. And I was like, all right, uh, security is interesting. And I had done a, a BTEC project uh, in my final year, which was on virtual private networks. So I knew virtual private networks. And I don't know how uh, they kind of figured, I think I might've mentioned in my interview that I've, I know about VPNs. 
So they put me in the security team. And that was the best thing that's ever happened to me, to be honest. Um, uh, I was unfortunately the only female in the team. There were like 25 other men in my team and I was the only female. And that is when I started to realize like, oh, why are there no women here? And I started asking questions like, oh, why don't I see any women? And all these men, they used to look at me like, what is she doing here, you know? Uh, but anyways, I worked really, really hard. I It was a very steep learning curve for me. And it was a do or die situation for me because if I would have not worked hard, I would have not uh, taken it seriously. I probably would have ended up, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. not a successful person or I don't know. I just, it's a scary thing to think about. So yeah, I worked there for a year. And uh, after that, um, I learned so much. I learned a lot of stuff. It was not just technology that I learned about. I learned about customer handling skills, you know, how to uh, incident management, right? How to handle situations when customers are irate. Because when you do a real job, it's not just about technology, right? It's about dealing with people as well. And these are skills you learn only when you start working. So uh, great experience, great learning thing for me. And after that, someone told me there's a, this uh, really big UK telco that they are looking for people in um, security. And um, yeah, so they are opening new office in India. And I was like, all right, let's try. And I tried for that. They had a really hard interview process. Like there were so many technical interviews and so many whatnot like really challenging. So anyways, I applied for that job and I got it. So that was like a big thing for me because uh, it was a leading UK telco. And I worked, I started my job as a security analyst. So that was my first kind of security analyst job. I think it, it was around 2003 or 2004, probably. So again, um, great opportunity. Uh, so I also got to work in London because uh, at some point um, they told us to move to London and work from there. So that was really good experience. I got promoted from security analyst to security administrator and then senior security analyst. Had lots to learn. And of course, you know, uh, I was dealing with um, European customers there were Germans, French, uh, Swedish. There was like a great learning experience for me because it gave me that confidence to, to communicate with the uh, international audience and be able to kind of uh, communicate technology to them, be able to uh, understand their problems and solve. It was, again, I think I was there for a couple of years and worked really well. And after that, I decided to move to New Zealand because uh, my partner was here. So I moved to New Zealand and I was really, really fortunate. Um, I had his friend coming over to my house um, after I moved in and he asked me, what do you do? And I was like, 
uh, this is what I've done in the past. Uh, I told him about um, all the uh, work that I had done. And he was like, all right, come for an interview tomorrow. And I was like, that's great. So I went for an interview the next day and I got a job here again, a leading service integrator uh, in New Zealand. So uh, I worked there as a security engineer. Again, you know, it gave me the experience to uh, talk to the uh, new local people here and, you know, learn about things. It was very challenging as well, because throughout these years, I was always the only female in my teams. And I, I always craved, you know, I wish that I had, I always wish that I had a female sitting next to me so that I could ask her like, how's my dress looking today? How's my, how are my earrings? And I had no one because, uh, well, I had boys sitting next to me, but then I was like, ah, shall I ask? Oh, I probably would have not asked them because I would probably sound stupid or something. So I didn't. And I was like always missing that thing. Like, why are there no women here? Like, I want to share my things with them. Um, so yeah, everything was going fine. And um, then I had my first pregnancy and I decided to take a year off and everything was a hunky-dory till then. So when I decided to go back to work again, it was challenging. And that's because uh, being a woman, you know, who's just given a birth um, to a baby a year ago, it was challenging. I Everything was going fine, but then now I was struggling because I was not even getting interview calls. Yeah. And mm. if I would, would get an interview call, I was competing against men who were there. Like, you know, I had two, like uh, I had gaps in my uh, CV, but they had none and uh, they would get jobs. And I was really disappointed um, but again, look, we keep trying, right? I kept trying. I kept applying. I kept meeting people. And uh, at that point, I was like, I was even ready to start as a contractor. You know, there are some contracts out there which are for one month or two months and three months. So then I had to think about what to do. And uh, luckily, I was going through this uh, job site and I found there was a, a short-term contract available um, again, for a leading telco in New Zealand. And I applied for that job. And thankfully, I got it because it was like a month. I think it was three months or maybe two months, something like that. And I was like, there's nothing to lose. You know, let's try this and see what happens. And I tried and I was there for three months and um, they extended it to another uh, three months. And after I completed my six months, they offered me a permanent job. Um, so again, I took a risk and I didn't give up. Um, and I got the job again. I worked there. Things were going fine. <laughs> <laughs> then I had my second baby and back to square one, right? Same challenging situation again. No jobs for, uh, you know, mothers like me. Um, uh, because, of course, there are men out there. And back then, there was no concept of diversity and inclusion. So with the second one, the same thing happened. And again, you know, I was like, right, okay. And I, it's a big marathon. It's not easy. I think things are a little bit better today. But back then, there was no concept of diversity and inclusion. And, you know, people would always look down. Like when you say them that you're a female engineer, they'll be like, 
okay, I've got a better one here who's a man and he can be, he can work 24 hours. Why should I hire a female? So anyways, I followed the same strategy. I started with a one-month contract. Thankfully, it got extended for like another two months and then they offered me a permanent job. Um, that was a great opportunity again because um, it was architecture, pre-sales, design and build. Uh, so I got experience and I started doing product development as well. They are like product development, costing and pre-sales and all that stuff. So great learning experience for me as well. And I worked there for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, and then I got asked uh, by a leading telco again um, to join them. So yeah, so joined them, worked there for I think couple, maybe five or six years as a senior security consultant. Um, yeah, it was another great opportunity. I got to work for uh, leading uh, enterprise customers, government customers. I got to work on um, TAS, uh, telecommunication as a skill. Sorry, telecommunication as a service, service. Um, NZISM compliance, I also great, great opportunity. I love that. I met really good people there who helped me, who mentored me. And uh, finally, <laughs> um, after five, six years, um, I made a decision to leave them because I wanted to work in cloud security space. And uh, as of now, um, since last eight months, I'm working with Microsoft as um, Cloud's um, success engineer. Um, and I help customers implement cloud security, um, design, audit, assessments, everything that sits under cloud security. So this has been my journey so far. It's seen lots of ups and downs. Um, but the key is you have to take risks. Um, you have to get out of your comfort zone because each job that I've done so far, even though it's been in security, but it's different roles. And if I would have just stuck to one area of security, I would have not learned so much. I Every time in my job, I've tried to get out of my comfort zone learn new things because that's how you grow. You can never grow if you're sitting, like they say that a comfort zone is a beautiful space, but nothing ever grows there. So if you wanna grow, get out of your comfort zone, uh, take risks, try different things and you don't know. Like before I joined um, Microsoft, I had hardly worked on cloud security and I was doing so well where I was, but then then I thought, like, I have to get out of my comfort zone because the whole world is moving towards cloud security now, and I don't want to be stuck, you know, with on-prem only. So I took this risk. Maybe it, it might not have worked, but then the key is that if, you know, you need to have goals in your life, and if you have goals in your life, you need to work hard and achieve those goals, yeah, no. Uh, so I, I really feel that, you know, um, uh, you did well by taking risks and never giving up. That's the main point when you are, you know, faced with challenges, you need to be persistent, you need to be courageous and focused to pursue your dreams and you fought for it and you um, came 
uh, as a winner. So I feel that uh, you progressed really well. And uh, that is why, you know, it says out loud when you speak, it says out loud that you have that much of experience and confidence within you as a woman to giving birth to a baby and then finding your ways into the industry and then finding your foot into that industry where it's heavily uh, dominated by men and still not giving up. That says a lot. And hats off to you. Like there's lots of women out there who would be learning right now from you to never give up uh, and stay strong, stay, stay tall as you face those challenges, because there'll be times when you will be pulled down, but stay focused and continue with your journey. And I must say there are a few common, common things between both of us that we both are in Infosec, we both are moms, and we both are immigrants as well. So um, I wanted to talk to you about as an immigrant, we, we come here and we face different challenges as compared to the people who are local. And we have to create our own support systems around us. And it could be daunting, especially during the lockdown, to keep up with those dear ones, that support system. So how living in a country where your family is away has changed it for you? Yes, that's a very good question, Amina. And uh, you've really touched my heart somewhere because um, immigrant. So I have been in New Zealand for almost like 16 or 17 years now. And um, yeah, oh, yeah, so... I think I have been very lucky because I met some amazing people here. And I think the reason that keeps me in New Zealand is uh, the totally awesome, amazing people we've got here. Like when I moved to New Zealand, I think they're the immigrants were not that very common here, but still I saw the locals were really loving, receptive, and they wanted to learn about our culture. So I think that was the first thing that gave me some confidence that, yes, I can survive here as an immigrant <laughs> because of the love and affection you get from the locals here. And secondly, I also tried to find out uh, uh, you know, people from our community, like, you know, where I come from back in India. And I was lucky to find really good people who bonded really well with me and were my support system. And everything was going fine. And all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> we, 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 you know, there comes COVID in picture and you're like, okay. So that was a bit of a shock, like, I had no idea what was going on and all of a sudden there were lockdowns and we had never heard of what a lockdown was okay. before. So it took a few, <laughs> like it took a few days to kind of digest what it is and the kids were home and we were working from home and the work really increased for me. Like it went many folds. I think it would be same for you as well because, you know, <laughs> now that people were working from home, um, they had more time to, you know, investigate and hack and the, the instance really um, went high. And I remember I was working 
a lot those days. Uh, I was struggling with connecting with people, um, you know, my support system. And the other challenge was that my family is spread all around um, the globe. So I've got a brother in, in Canada. I've got sisters, uh, UAE, and then you've got all other family so it was really challenging because you would hear these negative news that people are dying and whatnot. And I was always under this panic mode that, you know, what if something happens and I can't be there for them or they cannot be there for me. So it was a very scary time. It still is like, you know, it still is not over. So uh, what we did is we, like my family, we uh, would schedule like Zoom calls every day. (laughs) So in the beginning, yeah, in the beginning, it started with a frequency of like, uh, you know, every day. And then, you know, you get that confidence eventually that things are all right and not bad. So then, you know, the frequency went from a week, so monthly to weekly. So I found that technology was a great medium for all of us to connect with each other and, uh, you know, see how things were doing. And I remember like I, uh, I've got a few friends a couple of blocks away and uh, we decided that we should, um, you know, talk on Fridays and, you know, go like do virtual drinks sort of thing. So we had to find out mechanisms like these um, to keep in touch, to make sure that, you know, we support each other. For example, uh, one of my friend's father-in-law passed away um, in India and her hubby had to go there. So, uh, and she had some challenges at home. So, uh, you know, we would prepare meals for her and then drop drop it off at her place. So um, I think we did a good job with regards to planning and making sure we were connected to each other if people couldn't join in zoom calls but we made sure that you know whatsapp or we could send messages and make sure everything was all right so definitely yes challenging times and i think being an immigrant it makes you resilient and uh, that's one quality that I would say I have definitely gained uh, being resilient, uh, being able to adapt quickly and yeah. Uh, yeah, and making friends and your network, uh, your support system. Uh, it's, it's not just important in our personal lives, but at work as well. Like you have to have those bonds with your colleagues so that if you're, you know, if you can't be there for something, you know, they are there to support you. Um, I have really understood the value of that now, um, you know, COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I, I COVID. agree. I think um, uh, during during um, the pandemic um, at offices or at work, uh, there were more virtual coffee catch-ups as yes. compared to back when we were at office. And um, the lives have changed uh, afterwards, mm-hmm. like how we connected we can, you know, I felt that I, I was more mobile globally during post-pandemic. I could connect to anyone anytime um, during this time as compared to back then, wherein we were confined mm-hmm. to office meetings and we could only meet the people who were there in the office and we need to have, you know, book appointments for the others. But now, uh, since we all are at home, uh, we have that opportunity 
to connect to other people globally uh, yes. you know at the at the brink of our uh, the, the the time that we have been given um you know we can work out that time and we can meet accordingly but uh, it has also impacted our mind you know how we uh, turn up at work or how we turn up while we are uh, meeting any friend virtually uh, it's it's quite changed wherein we were like watching or talking to people at office we built those connections by looking into their eyes having that human interaction but now it's all virtual it's all connected through this technology where we are watching each other on screens and sometimes we are not even watching the other person might not be you know okay with turning on the camera and we are just watching the blank screen so um is has it how it has changed for you the way you think that uh today we are all driven by technology do you think that our minds have been impacted by that the way that we oh, de- definitely yes definitely yes look uh human beings are social animal right there's no surprise here right we are uh, social animals and we work the best if if we are around people right and by around people means like you know like someone next to us right um and that's where the mental and physical well-being lies as well right so there's this whole science that that goes behind it about dopamines and uh, you know about neurons and everything and I I'm, I'm not a medical person but um your mood you know the kind of mood you have that um uh, impacts the um the uh, what do you say the neurons in your mind which kind of release uh, these hormones in your body um and make you feel happy or sad so if you're not surrounded by people if you can't see if you can't connect to them properly and look there are meetings where people don't want to turn on their cameras right and i can't tell them no you have to turn it on so it is a little bit hard to connect with those people and i started a new job during pandemic and so did you right yes so uh, i'm a very social person like i like meeting people greeting people you know knowing them knowing about you know the things they like and i still haven't been est- able to establish that bond with my new colleagues and that's because no matter how hard i try i can't do a lot no. when i am yeah and that's definitely impacting uh well it's not impacting like i have built good relationship with them but it can be better right and uh i personally i'm not a big fan of working from home to be honest like i'm a mom i would enjoy working from home like one day or two days a week but anything that goes beyond that it is a bit of a <laughs> challenge for me so yes uh, yeah so replying to your question yes it is definitely impacted uh mental and um physical well-being of people yeah so um i also had 
this question in my mind uh, about being a mom and you know we are often as women always tasked to do home chores we are we are often seen as the homemakers uh, mm-hmm. so coupled with that we need to manage our home we need to do our work we need to look at our family our dear ones and the women are the ones who build connections in the home like right we mm-hmm. we are the ones uh, who are the who who are the nervous system of the body uh-huh. and the body is yeah. our family so reflecting on our mental and physical well-beings how do you juggle with keeping yourself active and mind in tune with your body and what do you think that how does it impact your work uh, as well like um for me if 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 my mood is not right i i may not be as productive as when uh, as productive when my mood is like i'm very uh, energetic i would do mm-hmm. um work in a couple of minutes uh at home as well like cooking so if i'm energetic i'm in the in the right momentum i would uh, like to cook food so how do you keep up with your mental and physical well-being and what do you think how it impacts your work as well that's a very good question avina and uh, i'm sure there are a lot of women out there like who are in the same situation as us so as we grow older we become wiser and i'm not sure if i've become wiser or not but um i learned one thing in life choose your battles wisely don't make everything in this world a battle for yourself so how i manage this madness is i have a list of chores or tasks for a week i prioritize them it is 1 to 10 can be 1 to 5 can be 1 to 6 so it goes from top to the bottom and that's how i do things i will pick up the first one do that get over it go to the next one do that get over that do the next one and if there is something that's sitting right at the bottom is not important i would not do it i don't care if there are dishes in the sink if i don't feel like doing it i will not do it right they can stay there when i am in mood i will do it i don't mind if i don't do my bed every day i i don't care right it's about my well being i don't i know <laughs> i know it's hard i like to see a nice clean house but i cannot be perfect it took me a lot of time to understand that i was a very peculiar person i always made sure that my cushions were in place the things were in place everything was where it's meant to be and that kind of gave me a lot of stress like because i always had this thing running in my mind that oh i have to do this i have to do that but as as i said you know i'm getting wiser <laughs> <laughs> i'm still trying to figure out i only do what's really required for instance it's friday today 
I was very pe- peculiar before. I would not give like um, outside food to my kids, you know, when they were little babies. And I made sure that I cooked food, every meal for them fresh. But look, hey, it's Friday today. And what my kids are eating, it, we are at pizza. <laughs> so, you know, you have to figure out, you know, what's really important, what's not. Like, am I doing something to keep other people happy? If yes, then I wouldn't do it. Like, uh, it, yeah, so it, you have to figure out what um, works for you and what doesn't. Don't try to be a perfectionist. Um, that's that's a very important thing that I learned in lesson. Like I was a perfectionist, but now I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to get the task done and move on to the next one. And that has really helped me. Um, other than that, to keep myself sane, I've got a few hobbies, which I love to do from the bottom of my heart. Um, like I... I'm into interior designing, right? And I'm very passionate about it. So I like to keep doing something in my house, like upgrading it, changing the things around, um, you know, upgrading it to suit the weather, that sort of thing. Uh, And I really get a lot of compliments for that. Um, I actually designed my own house, the house I live in. Um, I designed it along with my um, architect, of course, like I'm not a professional, but yeah, I did all of that. And um, I am also into indoor plants. So I'm a plant mom and I just go crazy like a good wide collection of plants and I love to look after them. I love to nurture them. and other than that, what else? Yeah, I yeah the yeah the other thing that I learned is that you should have a hobby which connects you to your childhood time. Uh, because what happens that as we move on in life, we become so busy in our day to day activities that we kind of lose that child in us somewhere. And I remember that when I was a child, I used to learn classical Indian dance which of course I did for a long time. And then I had to leave it because, you know, things were getting serious in school and, you know, you have to study and all of that stuff. So, but I always was a dancer from inside. Like I knew that, uh, you know, there was something in me that wanted to dance, but then, you know, you get serious in life and then you kind of lose the connection. So last year I was like, right, I need to kind of find and enroll myself for a dance class so I did and it's been a year now I did my first stage performance last year um, in I think August before the lockdown happened so that was a really good experience because it takes me back to those days where you know when I was child and it gives me those memories fresh and it's it's really good for your mental health as well plus dance teaches you coordination so your brain and all the elements of brain kind of come together and focus on one thing. Uh, It's good for your uh, brain, um, for your memory retention. And it definitely takes me away from this hustle and bustle. So I think I found a few ways. And yes, I also uh, love going for walks and run. And um, I love listening to podcasts. Um, So I multitask. So while I'm cooking, I'll put my <laughs> headphone on and I'll listen to a podcast. Um, 
And I've, I've got some really good collections, which have definitely helped me to understand more about human brain psychology, neuroscience, neuroplasticity, which I'm happy to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm just counting the number of things that uh, we both share the common interests in, like having indoor plants, uh, having plants uh, in my house. So I really enjoy gardening as well. And I was um, uh, hearing you say that, you know, you like listening to podcasts and my my holidays went by hearing to some of the very nice podcasts um like it was about Simran and Sonia girls who invest and yes. then uh, it, it's a very popular podcast these days in New Zealand um uh, and I was uh, so intrigued by um, some other podcasts, which was like a bit of optimism, which is by Simon Sneed. And I really oh, yes. liked how he, yeah, I love him. How yeah. he talks about life in general. And that is how I had this idea of, you know, having our own uh, on show and talking about life in general because the tech professionals hardly talk about their own life and mostly talk about technology so coming to technology we are um, i looked at your uh, profile uh, on linkedin and had a look that last year was very busy for you upskilling uh, and uh, upskilling doing certifications and so and so forth. And I was really curious uh, to know that how you might have managed, you know, upskilling yourself and learning through different certifications while also being in lockdown, while also being a mom of two. Um, so how do you manage? How, how do you manage all of it? Yes, <laughs> it's it's a good question. And a lot of people have asked me this question, like how I managed to achieve so much in a short span of time. So um, it again, it comes back to your goals in life, right? What your focus is. And I've got a goal in my mind, which, um, you know, uh, which is there. And I have got all these steps in my mind, what do I need to do to be there, right? So I'm very passionate about reaching that goal. And it's that passion um, that kind of helps me and tells me to get up and do things. So for last year, my goal was to change my job and upskill myself with cloud certifications. And I was very driven. I started saying no to people. And that definitely annoyed a few people as well. Like I had to say no to a few friends who wanted to um, go out, you know, and have some fun. And I had to say no. So I had to say no to my kids as well. Like, you know, they were like, mom, shall we go to beach? I was like, sorry, honey, it's weekend. I need to study for my certification. And that's okay, right? 
we as moms are always guilt off, you know, oh, we shouldn't say no to kids, but that's all right. As long as you tell them the truth, that this is the reason you are telling no to them, because you have to pass this certification. So yes, I did work hard, really hard. Um, I tell you, June till November, and I worked really, really hard. I really prioritized my things and I took everything which was not in the top five out of the list, like going out or, you know, going with friends or, you know, uh, entertainment, et cetera. That's, I took that out of the list. I studied really, really hard and um, I passed those certifications and everyone can do it. It's, it's not just me, right? If you have that drive, you have that passion, I'm just going to give you your example, right? So, uh, you know, I remember you spoke to me about um, releasing this this podcast a few months ago. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. And then we tried to coordinate it. And then finally, because you also joined a new job and you are also learning, right? It's not easy. And you've got like two kids I think the younger one is like, how old is the young? Two years old. Oh my God, you are awesome. (laughs) And the older one is also like... uh, Seven years. Yes. Yes. And hats off to you. Like, you know, if you don't have the passion, you can't do these kind of things because you don't get paid for it, right? This is your passion. You're only doing it so that you can support other women in tech so that you can inspire them, you know, um, by you know, inviting people like us to tell about our story. I still remember that you had this really busy schedule and you told me that I can do an interview tomorrow at 10 a.m. And then at 10 a.m. I'm dialing in and I'm sitting, I'm seeing you are sitting in a car and I asked you, why are you sitting in a car? And you said, oh yeah, because this is the only time I've got uh, because my ki- my daughter is doing um, this computer lessons. She- she's learning programming, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And that I was like so amazed by it. I was like, man, this is the passion because you were sitting in that car and I know your partner was there and then your little one was like kind of uh, trying to (laughs) jumping. I I remember that he was sliding and hats off to you for pulling this off. Like it is only possible if you have passion to do things. You can't do it if you're not passionate because this is your own baby, right? This is your thing. So you can only achieve something if you work hard, if you manage to find out time, if you say no to the things that are not important for that period of time and focus on your goal. So it's the same story with me as well. I was very focused. I knew I had to do it. um, And I did it. I had to say no to people. That's all right. Everyone understands. Uh, We're all adults. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I could I could relate to that point where you said you need to be focused and, you know, everyone's priorities are different uh, at different times. And um, for you last year would be like d- taking those certifications and doing them well. Um, and these past holidays, I, I, I wanted to have that self-awareness wherein I was so, uh, so busy with grabbing on these opportunities and um, didn't wanted to give away any of the opportunity opportunities that came to me so 
it gave me and myself to a little bit zone out and uh, come back to my routine of having um, on focusing on my physical health, on my mental health and had my own mm-hmm. uh, regular regime of fitness and exercise. So is there anything that you do in your regular routine uh, that really, uh, you know, energizes you and, mm-hmm. you know, you feel like I'm ready for the next day? Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, uh, so uh, I have always been very cautious about my health, um, not just physical, but uh, mental as well, because at the end of the day, we are all human beings and we're not perfect, right? It's all, we are what our genes carry inside us, right? And I cannot control them. So I definitely have to make sure that I look after myself and my, in my priority list that I talk about. So the number one thing at this point of time is my physical and mental health. So last year it was new job career, but this year, honestly speaking, I'm that's kind of taken a next step, but on top is my mental and uh, physical health. So as I told you before, I love to go for walks or I love to go for a jog or run. And that's how I kind of keep myself energized and make sure that I'm physically fit. And also I told you about my dance uh, lessons. So I take dance lessons as well because, of course, it, 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 you know, it is getting a bit um, harder now. And, you know, you have to kind of synchronize so many things and um, it is definitely challenging. So I'm quite happy with these physical activities at this point of time. Um, I'm not a gym person. I hate going to gym, but I like more going out in real uh, world and, you know, looking at the beauty and yes. So that's really good. And I multitask. So while I'm walking or running or jogging, I put my headsets on and I listen to podcasts because that is the food for your soul, right? That is like the exercise my brain does, my mind does by listening to these um, awesome stories, you know, um, hearing about what's happening in the world, what are other people doing, um, learning something other than tech. Um, So that's definitely the food for my soul. And this is definitely the priority for me this year. And so far, it's been going well, like one month is already over, and I've been consistently doing it. So they say it takes like 27 days to form a habit. Habit, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's 27 days over for me. So yeah, hopefully I'll continue. Wow, yeah, that sounds important. really a plan, like you are very organized and you like yes. to do, you know, you plan ahead. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something, you know, uh, we all should learn from. And I'm trying to do that. We need to plan ahead in order to formulate, in order to um, make our life more healthier and happier. So reflecting on the past few years, what is the one thing or some of the things that you would like to change in the coming year? Mm, That's a very, very good question. And I would say that physical and mental health for me is the top priority. Uh, And definitely that's because 
you can't get away from your physical body <laughs> or mental body, right? It is what defines you. No matter where you go, like you might go to the best hotel in the world, but if you're not physically fit or if you're not mentally there, um, you're not going to enjoy it, right? So physically fit, mentally fit. And the number two is being mentally present more, right? Because as I said before, like I have this habit of multitasking where I'm doing two things at a time and my brain is kind of split. (laughs) So now I have decided that I'm going to slow down things a little bit, get more organized and stay focused and try to be more present so that when my kids are talking to me, I'm not just replying to their questions. I'm actually listening. And I hope my kids are not listening this. <laughs> They'll be like, mom, have you been acting all this time? So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. These two things, a uh, lot of emphasis for me. Um, and uh, yes, um, I definitely want to do a lot more uh, for women in tech, uh, not just women, but I would say minorities in tech, uh, help them, support them. And I always keep my doors open through LinkedIn uh, or other social media channels. Like, you know, anyone can reach out and uh, it's, you know, anyone can reach out and ask me questions or whatever they have to. So I this year I'm trying to get more involved, more connected and do something really useful and fruitful um, for minorities um, in tech. Awesome. No, this sounds really amazing. Um, so women out there who are listening to this podcast could definitely reach out to you um, if they need help or support with getting into InfoSec and um And I'm sure uh, that as you helped me and many others, you will definitely uh, help and support others in the community. So thank you, Anu, for uh, taking us through your journey, through uh, your life and how you maintain so well uh, your family and also work and excel in each parts of your life. Uh, We'll pause here and we'll talk more later in other episodes but really nice having you here and really enjoyed talking with you we hope you enjoyed this episode of living and breathing technology podcast with amina agarval if you learned something new and this podcast made you think then share itspmagazine.com with your friends family and colleagues If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.